0: It's Cassie with a happy finger here and this is episode number 64. Hey my friends, today's topic is one that kind of bounces off what I talked about last podcast. Now I po- talked about hijacking your happy chemicals and how to make them work for you in the last podcast, but I'm going to talk about something different but has everything to do with if you're in a, in a place in your life where you're trying to make yourself feel happier, so you're trying to choose all these little hacks and tips and, and all these things that um, are very helpful in that to make you happier, you might want to ask yourself some questions about why you're wanting to do that. If your answer looks something like, I'm trying to self-improve, I'm just excited to be the best version of me, I just want to be even more myself, that's a great reason to want to be a happier person if you're just trying to overall improve your life, but you're happy with where you are and who you are, that's a great reason. Now, if you're stuck in a cycle in which you don't feel happy now, and that's why you're trying to improve those happy chemicals in in your day, adding those little things in your day might help you feel a little bit better overall and a better sense of well-being. If you live a life in which you genuinely like, there's nothing actually wrong with your lifestyle or wrong with where you're at in your life, then you're just trying to add some more happiness in there. That's fair. If you are trying to change your life by adding more happiness, I want to tell you something that's very revelationary for myself and something I really had to understand. And I want to talk about a cycle today of perfectionism and depression and happiness. It's a kind of like a little story, but it's something of all of it and it's really important to understand this cycle if you're in it or if you've been in it before and understand how to stay out of it if that's the case. So that's what I'm going to talk about today so the truth that I really want to drive home here is you're never going to feel happier because of an arrival point. There's nothing in this world that's going to bring your happiness level up to like a dramatic degree. And when I say that, people are like, well, if I had a lot of money, I'd be happier. If I had the job, I'd be happier. If I had... Um, the car I'd be happier, if I had the girl I'd be happier, if I had the guy I'd be happier, if I had the kids I'd be happier, if I had the house I'd be happier, if I had the clothes I wanted I'd be happier, if I had whatever fill in the blank I'd be happier. But the truth about it is nothing's going to make you feel happier. Feeling happier is a product of how you feel about yourself, how you feel about where you're headed and how you feel about your past, present, and future self. Once you establish a good relationship with your past self, your present self, and your future self without even attaining anything extra, that's in which the time you'll feel happiest. So you have to understand what it is that really makes you you and what it is to be you right now outside of gaining anything to make happiness happen. You have to find happiness in yourself, find happiness in your situation now, not in the situation that you're hoping to achieve later. It is good to dream. It is good to shoot for goals. But if you think that something like your goals or your dreams are going to bring you closer to being you, more like you, being a better you, or being a happier you, you are kind of fooling yourself. There is no version of you that's going to be happier in any future sense than it has been able to be happy in the past sense. So you have to establish your happiness right now. That may either sound like a beautiful, freeing thing, or that may sound like a very um, imprisoning statement. Because if you're a person who doesn't currently like your life, and I'm telling you that you want to, f- that you need to find happy in your life now, you might just feel like you need to give up hope. But I don't want you to think that way, because the truth of it is, is this. Even though you may not have the things you're looking for yet, or you may not be anywhere close to the life that you want to be living yet, doesn't mean you can't already experience the feelings of that, enjoy the place of that, and be happy in the moment right now, even before attaining any of those things. The point of life is living within the present and Dreaming and aiming for the future. Forgiving the past, loving the present, striving for the future, and doing them simultaneously. That sounds crazily impossible to some, but I'm telling you right now from the place I am, I have been able to accept my past self, forgive my past self, thank my past self, and give great joy in my accomplishments from my past. At the same time, I've been able to not live there and stay there and think that's my golden days, but instead move forward into enjoying my present moment and being grateful for everything I have in this moment. Two exercises that I do that really help me in this I talked a little bit in um, a podcast, two podcasts ago, um, of some things I run through for myself that are great, helpful exercises for me, but I'm going to kind of dial in on those when I'm talking about past self and present self, is I do an exercise where I ask myself This question, I write it down at the top of a piece of paper and really think about it. I ask myself, What was important to you five years ago that is no longer important or even relevant? And when I do that, I get to see where I was five years ago and I can kind of thank myself. For whatever action I took or forgive myself for whatever action I took because now those things are either not important or not relevant or they are still important and they are relevant so I took the time to put the effort in it. Whatever I need to do, it gives me the kind of the focus in on really how far I've come or gives me the opportunity to forgive myself for not making the effort to come further but also brings me some self-awareness of where I need to go for my present self to make the actions I want for my future self. So I look at this a lot about loving on someone. If you love someone, you would never hold against them something that you would rather let go. If it means enough to you to spend time with them and love on them, you're never gonna hold on to something that would get in the way of you being able to love them. Even if you're desperately hurt, you may still love him in spite of it. So this is really an opportunity to love on your past self in a form. Thinking of it as you would never treat a friend the way you treat yourself. So why aren't we treating ourselves with a higher understanding of loving on ourselves? This is also a cool practice to do for your future self. By loving on your future self, ask yourself this question. Ask yourself... What do I think will be important to me, and what do I think I'll want five years from now? So not what I want right now for five years. What will I want in five years, and what will be important to me then? if those things aren't the same things that are going on right now you can let the things of the present go a little bit and then focus in on the things that still will be important five years from now that's giving your opportunity to really love on future self and plan for your future and and plan for your for yourself because ultimately you're the one who's got to live your life you're the one who's got to be happy with you so why don't you love on your present self enough to love your future self So now that I've gone on that beautiful little tangent of exercises for past and present and future self-loving, I want to talk about this cycle that I'm going to talk about today and it has everything to do with the truth I just shared that you're never going to have an arrival point. You're never going to have something that makes you happier um, than the moment right now and you're never going to have something that makes you closer to who you are than you can be right now. Something that happens that I've caught myself in a million times is this cycle, the cycle of perfectionism. I'm talking about perfectionism because something that often gets in the way of us being happy in the present moment is honestly our perfectionism complex that everyone has. Even if you don't think you're a perfectionist, if you've fallen into the cycle I'm about to share from you you're going to see that you've had a struggle with perfectionism at some point. So it goes something like this. I want you to get out a piece of paper for me, draw like a small little circle um, in the middle of the page and then around that circle, you're gonna make little bubbles all the way around, kind of like when you did with the kid with the little arrows. This, this circle points to this next circle that points to this next circle. You're gonna do a whole circle of it. In the very top circle, you're going to make one, two, three, four, five circles. The very top one, you're going to write, um, feels a spark and regains motivation. Then you're going to have a little arrow that you draw to the next circle, to the right. Um, And then you're going to put all or nothing thinking as the label on that one. I'll do the job right, or I won't do it at all. Then the next little arrow is going to be focus in on imperfections, flaws, and where I haven't gained ground yet, lose satisfaction in my progress. Then you're going to do a little arrow to the next one, which is going to be burnout as the label on that one, forgetting self-care, uh, pushing even harder, burning my candle at both ends. By the way, this diagram can be found on um, a couple different websites, but it's It is depression versus perfectionism diagram. (laughs) Back to the last little bubble we're going to do, you're going to draw an arrow there. The last one is depression, feeling stuck, overwhelmed, um, nothing is good enough, and nothing is good, and feeling like a failure. And then that last arrow is going to go right back up to the top circle, so you should have a circle of circles, a circle of five circles. So why this is relevant is I want you to kind of understand this cycle a little bit. So what happens here essentially is that we fall into this cycle that I'm I'm writing out for you but it looks a little different for each person. So where I wrote all or nothing thinking in the second bubble here, this is ultimately where the problem lies. It can be a couple different filters here that you filter your thinking through. It all depends on your personal coffee filter in your brain and what your brain's chemical makeup looks like. Your behavior is based on your thoughts. So what happens is that little thought triangle of... Um, a thought happens, an emotion is a reaction to that, and then our behavior stems from those emotions. This can overlap over each other several times to a kind of tangled up web sometimes, so it's sometimes hard to identify the original thought. A good place to start is if you're catching yourself falling into this cycle or have fallen into this cycle, look for where you're feeling insecure. So if you're goal is to we can go back to the losing weight scenario here and your goal is to lose weight and you're working hard to lose weight you're very motivated to do so you're up at the top circle you get a spark of motivation you've wanted to do this before it's a goal of yours you want to lose weight so you get motivated and you've got this this powerful feeling of I can do this I've I've got this I've got myself a plan I'm working on it whatever then somebody says something about maybe your jeans not fitting the way that they used to or even if it's not meant whatever is your trigger thoughts that's, that somebody says something and you feel insecure about your weight or your effort in your exercise or your eating whatever it is surrounding your goal here you're feeling insecure when you just felt motivated that's where you want to do your work. So it starts by pinpointing in this cycle, before starting the cycle, what it is that sparks your behavior, which is always, always your thought first and then the emotion that's connected to it. Your thought may be, for instance, let's say you went to the gym yesterday and you're on your routine. You're very motivated. You went to the gym and you saw all these really nice fit people at the gym working out and you go run on the treadmill and you get off the treadmill and you're feeling exhausted. You're just like banding and someone kind of like smirks at you and you interpret that smirk as a sarcastic, I can't believe you feel exhausted. Then you're doing it to yourself. It wasn't even a comment from someone else. It was a thought from you. The thought was that person is mocking me a little. That person thinks that I'm exhausted And that thought went to, well, that's because I'm not as fit as these other people. That's because I've never been where these people are. That's because I've never worked. It was like you understand the thought process that happens here. You do it yourself all the time. Somebody points out an insecurity. Someone points out when you've done something wrong or you've made a mistake or you're not quite up to par with the rest of the world whatever it is someone points something out or you point something out to yourself as evidence to your brain of why you haven't succeeded or how why you're never going to succeed if your brain is there so the next thing that happens is once you f- have that spark of motivation and you're working on your goals no matter how long it is and you hit that insecurity moment that's where you need to do your work don't let those kinds of things slide in this scenario you want to identify the feeling of insecurity as that little weak spot for you then the next step is to do a reality check is this thought helpful should be the first question you ask yourself is this thought helpful if the answer is no discard it acknowledge that I feel this way but it doesn't mean anything doesn't have to mean anything next question to ask yourself when you're doing a reality check is does this thought get me closer to a person who loves who they are? If you're beating up on yourself, if you're not showing yourself love, you're not gonna love who you are no matter what level you get to. So that person that's motivated to go to the gym and work out, their motivation might because they wanna feel better about themselves. But if you're not feeling good about the actions in which you're taking to get to that feeling in the first place, you're not gonna get any closer. That's why this perfectionist thinking is very important to overcome on the way to learning to be the happiest version of you. Is Because if you can't be happy with yourself now, the end result's not going to make you any happier. So does this thought get me closer to a person who loves who they are? If the answer is no, discard the thought. It is not helpful to you. You need to reframe that thought into a perspective that is helpful for you. A good way to reframe your thought is to find a moment in which you remember feeling very good about yourself, or very good about your efforts, or very good about whatever it is you're working towards, very good about that. Then remind yourself of that feeling, relive that moment, imagine the scenario, and relive that moment in your mind right there in that moment when you're feeling insecure. By doing this, it gives the brain an alternative way to think about it, and also it causes a great it's called disassociation. This is a term in for which The feelings you're experiencing isn't matching the memory that you're remembering. When you introduce a good feeling memory into a situation when you're not feeling the greatest about yourself, it will automatically make your brain have a hard time figuring out which one to go to. So that's where that reality check comes in. If your ultimate goal is to feel good about yourself, your brain knows that this is your goal and you tell yourself, I want to feel good about myself. I want to love who I am. I want to, you know, help myself get there, if those are your goals, then when you're thinking a negative, insecure thought and you introduce a good feeling memory of a time when you felt not insecure, but instead confident, your brain will automatically try to like go back and forth trying to figure out where to go, but will tear towards the one that is ultimately aimed towards your end goal, feeling better about yourself. So, quick little tip there if you're ever feeling super insecure introduce to your brain a memory in which you felt really good about yourself this can be really hard for those who have they spiral in their insecurities to a point of where one insecurity will make them look at all the other things that they're not doing well or all the other things that they don't line up or measure up in if you're a person that has a lot of trouble measuring up there's two questions you can ask yourself who makes this rule that I'm having to live by that I don't measure up? Who made the rule? Who, who made it up? If you made it up for yourself, maybe it's time to renegotiate your own rules. Make up new ones that actually benefit you. And another thing to ask yourself is what exactly is it that I think disqualifies me? And that might bring you to a deeper place that you need work. So if you are one of those people, that might be helpful for to ask yourself those two questions. But back to the cycle. Once you've asked identified your insecurity, you've asked yourself the reality check questions. And then you've you've kind of crossed out this is not helpful thinking. You might want to consider whether or not it is all or nothing thinking. Am I thinking if I don't throw myself fully into this all in every way, that I'm just not good enough. I'm just not going to get it. People do this a lot when they're exercising. They go out and say, I need to buy the yoga mat. I need to buy the yoga pants. I need to get the running shoes. I need to get the the workout gear. I need to get the, that workout equipment for my living room. I need to buy myself... Um, a monthly pass to the local gym. I need to find myself a running put buddy in a park. They think they have to have all of it or they can't do any of it at all. Simply coming home from work and doing maybe like two or th- like 20 jumping jacks and then like. F- squats for a certain set amount of time, just doing those little things and and making it a point to do it is doing something towards your goal. So when you have that all or nothing thinking, you think, if I don't commit my whole life to it, totally become a workout enthusiast, I'll never reach my goal. People do this with their whole lives too. When you get married, you think, okay, so I'm married to this wonderful person, and if I, I, okay, now we have to work towards the house, and we have to work towards the perfect setting, and we always have to take date nights, and if this person acts any different than these qualifications, then it's just not a good marriage. So that's not true. A good marriage is what you make of it. A good marriage is how you feel about you and how you feel about them and how you feel about together, all together. So it's an all or nothing thinking. If all of these things don't line up, then something must be off. Something's not quite right. When you have an all or nothing perspective, you automatically jump to the next bubble in this cycle, which is... Like lasering in on flaws because your brain says, okay, I'm seeing a flaw here that doesn't line up with our all thinking. We have to be all in. And when one flaw pops up, all flaws will pop up. And then we get very dissatisfied in our own progress. I put all or nothing thinking in this bubble here to the right, the first bubble to the right, because that's the one I struggle with most. But there is a list here that you can look at that you might be struggling with, that you might want to think about in terms of your own perspective, your own filter that you filter your things through. Um, the one that some people do struggle with is filtering out positive and letting only negative thoughts reign in their mind. If you're a person who only brings the negative thoughts and don't don't consider or give value to positive thoughts very often, if that's the way your mind works, make sure you're giving your due credit and celebrating little wins. That will fix that. But that might be your bubble right to the left. I'm uh, Sorry, to the right of your diagram here. Instead of all or nothing there, it might be... Um, Filtering positive information, if that's you who only thinks about the negative situation of things, then you need to put in there, next to this little bubble, your solution. For me, if it's all or nothing thinking, I need to get realistic and give myself reality checks. For someone who struggles with positive filtering, they need to put celebrate little wins break it down into little chunks that way they're not always looking at the negative but they're actually celebrating like acknowledging and celebrating when they did something well um and another one you could put in there is jumping to conclusions or fortune telling assumption this is like the fortune teller complex when we automatically assume the worst case situation is going to happen so we automatically jump to our flaws because we already assume that it's going to happen that way because of our previous past experience you're assuming, you're fortune telling, that one's a bad one to be in there. And the fix to that is giving your brain alternative options. So, okay, this may have been true in the past, but that was in the past. That doesn't always have to be true. The next one that some people struggle with that they might put in this bubble is taking things personal and taking on blame for them I also struggle with this one sometimes so if a situation doesn't go right in my life even if I didn't have anything to do with the actual situation and how it turned out I automatically take on the blame of the situation as if it were my fault blaming myself for it even if I didn't have control over it things won't always go right and so we need to be realistic about what is actually within our power and what isn't is the kind of the fix and the solve there. The other one that you might experience is the shoulds or should not feelings. So you're getting motivated and then you start experiencing these, I have to do this because I should be doing this. And when that's your motivation, you're, you should always get it right. You should be doing this. You should be doing it better. You should look like those people you saw at the gym that smirked at you. That kind of thing, that may be a bubble there. And this will, all of these are always going to jump to our flaws, okay? So any of these filters of thinking are not positive filters of thinking. And they're always going to make us jump to our flaws. So that's where the problem lies. Identifying our insecurities and how our brains work. What's in this bubble that's holding us back? What's holding us in this little circle of thought and not letting us move forward? Because if we can't catch it here and change the perspective altogether for that bubble, we're going to automatically jump to viewing our flaws and our thoughts as, as inherently negative, not being satisfied with our progress and really focusing in on everything we're not doing right. So if you haven't caught yourself and you're in the cycle now of perfection and you haven't caught what field of thinking you're thinking in this little bubble and you've jumped to focusing in on your flaws and your imperfections and the things you're not doing well or not enough, then what you need to do is focus on that bubble right there. And you're never going to be able to reason with yourself why these aren't flaws. But what you can do is ask yourself, is it helpful that I'm focusing on them? If it's not helpful that I'm focusing on them, and if it's not getting me to, closer to a person who likes and loves themselves, then it's not helpful to even dwell on it. They might exist there. They might be there. But that doesn't mean we have to focus on them to the point where they make us feel like a, we have to push harder. So we need to come to an understanding that flaws exist in all humans, mistakes exist in all humans, and life is not perfect. And we're never going to be able to achieve perfection, but we are able to achieve acceptance. And acceptance is where we meet ourselves with love. Before we ever get to that third little bubble of burnout, where we... We forget to take care of ourselves, we push ourselves harder, and we burn both ends of our candle. When you get to that stage, you are already past the point of helping yourself. So it all comes down to catching your insecure thoughts in the moment in which you feel the most insecure. Once you catch them, you need to ask yourself the questions of your reality check. A fun and awesome activity you can do to really help yourself out on this topic is create your own reality check questions when you're feeling good about yourself. So if you're having a day where you're feeling really good about yourself or you had a major accomplishment and so you feel very accomplished, go ahead, get out a piece of paper and give yourself a reality check of questions, questions to ask yourself. If you need help with your reality check question list, I am going to make a podcast on it this week to do with our reality check questionnaire that we should give ourselves on a regular basis. But that would be a good activity to help you out here. I want you to also remember, anytime you're not feeling your best, remember a moment in which you felt your most amazing. And give yourself credit in that moment for that past success As being something you're capable of so that if you did fail if you did make a mistake in this moment you say yes I may have made a mistake yes this isn't going well yes I don't feel great about this but I have been capable of doing well in the past I can do better and it is okay it means I get another shot to do it better later All or nothing thinking, comparing ourselves to others, amplifying our mistakes to make them giant, making all mistakes mean that you're not valuable or a failure, these things are going to lead you to ultimately that last bubble of depression. Feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, nothing is good enough, you are not good enough, and you're a failure. None of those things are true, and it definitely is not going to help you. Perfectionism simply will lead you right back in this cycle to depression burnout and depression every time. So it's important to identify your second bubble and what it is, how your brain sees the world. What are the things that you personally struggle with when it comes to your own insecurities? Once you identify that, then you can do your work there. Okay guys, I hope that this little diagram has been helpful for you to kind of understand your own brain and the way it thinks. Your brain is an awesome problem solver, but in the meantime of solving problems, it also tries to solve every problem it can to alleviate any pain of any kind. And when we find little errors in that, our brain gets frustrated and creates this cycle for us don't get stuck in that cycle. Remember that you can be the happiest version of you right here in the present moment. So thank your past self for all the things that it did right. Forgive it for all the things it did wrong. Move forward in the present and remember to love on your future self and set your future self up for success. Look at this diagram, see what filter your brain thinks through and work there this week on working towards making a checklist of reality checks for your own brain to kind of weed out what's going on for you so that you never fall into this cycle of perfectionism and then ultimately depression. I love you guys so much and thank you so much for listening. You can always find me on my website, happythinkerlifecoach.com or you can just leave a review or comment there. That would be greatly appreciated. Share my video, please. It helps me out a bunch and gives a huge confidence boost to me, which I appreciate very much. And I'm going to talk to you guys very, very soon. Be looking out for my next podcast about the reality check checklist and I will talk to you soon.